welcome to Real Talk for Real Teachers. My name is Julie Rufo, and I'm the lead content specialist for Conscious Discipline. I've helped produce many of the products you love and have assisted Dr. Bailey in writing her best-selling books and curriculums for more than two decades. My husband's a high school teacher and a Conscious Discipline certified instructor, and we have two energetic, amazing daughters together. Conscious Discipline is one of my life's passions and greatest honors. Conscious Discipline is an adult-first, trauma-informed, brain-based, and evidence-backed approach. It integrates discipline, school culture, and social and emotional learning in a single methodology, providing a pathway to resiliency and creating systemic and sustainable change. In today's episode of Real Talk for Real Teachers, we're going to join a conversation between Dr. Bailey and Melissa McComb, a director of special education in Litchfield, Arizona. Melissa is sharing her experiences in special education, and I'm struck by just how familiar this journey feels. Over the years, I've interacted with educators across the nation who are eager to share their process of discovery. Some of the common threads Melissa verbalizes so beautifully here are the initial fears that come with the mindset shift from external control to internal motivation, and also that natural falling away of systems that no longer serve the greater good. Let's join with Dr. Bailey and Melissa in Arizona to hear about her special education team's journey with conscious discipline. And I'll be back to share more with you after the conversation. Hi, everyone. I invite you to join my conversation. I'm here with Melissa McComb from Litchfield uh, Elementary School District, and she's the Director of Special Education. So welcome, Melissa. Thank you. So one of the things that I was fascinated about, I mean, you know, that it there is a, a heavy in, emphasis in special education with behaviorism, mm -hmm. which has a lot of external controls on a child, but we don't do a whole lot in special education with those internal resources they might need. Mm -hmm. So tell me your journey. So you, you went from, from a point system to try to get them to, to, to get your uh, people in your district to do more with the internal resources uh, specifically with conscious discipline. So tell me about your process. Absolutely. So uh, we had already been, I had already been to CD1 and done a lot of the journey on my own. Our district was practicing conscious discipline. But uh, when we went to CD1 the second time as a helper, I had two of my leadership um, from my labs programs, which focus on children with needs and behavior and social emotional. They were in the training, Trina Weniger and Megan Chavez, and we were constantly looking at each other with like the ahas of realizing that we had not done a good job of bringing it into our programs. We were using these point sheets, and our biggest concern that year was that we were seeing how many restraints were coming through. We got them to our emails. We got this great new system that brought them straight to our email. And so it was restraint, 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 and it was literally like breaking us down, thinking like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. And in the training, we started to realize because our entire point sheet, which was our core of our program, was built mm -hmm. on punishment. On, on yes. rewards and punishments, yes. on giving points and taking points away, on giving smiley faces, mm. even there are points for positives. And so we were starting to look at each other and have this like huge aha moments um, and knew that we needed to kind of take the next steps. Um, but we were, we didn't know how that worked. We were right. in the situation <laughs> of like, if we take that from our teachers, they will die, right? And so um, we had a conversation with B.B. Heron, and she, you know, she talked to us a lot about it. Um, then we came home, we started looking into it more, um, looking at the different rubrics that you had available, the powers, the skills. 
Um, and we had a lot of conversations about when we developed something new, what was going to be our non-negotiables. And so we mm -hmm. talked a lot about things that needed to go away. Part was on the point sheet and part was the process. Mm -hmm. For instance, in the process, part of that was a quiet five minutes. Well, it's a timeout. We just said it nice. Yeah. And that a lot of times was right when the child became aggressive. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up in, in, a, in a restraint. And so there were a lot of things that we knew needed to go, but we also needed buy-in from the teachers in order to get them on board. And so while I was doing uh, the, all of the pandemic return to school, yes. uh, Megan and Trina were able to get together a team of our teachers, and they were able to move forward with developing um, the first version of our skill tracker. And so we moved from a point sheet to, to a, a skill, skill tracker. tracker. So, and, and so what you did was, let me just recap and see yeah. if I got it. So first of all, you, you made this awareness that, mm -hmm. that we need to move in, in another direction. And then you came back. And what I love what you said was you involved some teachers. So the whole district of uh, Lynchfield uh, Elementary School District has embraced conscious discipline. Yes. So from the district office, then you're saying, now, how do we roll this out? And, and this is the same thing with teachers. You can't ask them to take away something when they don't have a new process mm -hmm. or a new skill set in place. So you got the teachers involved and, mm -hmm. and they worked on that phase one. Now, how was that received? Uh, it was it was mixed receiving. Yeah. Um, I think that through the time that they met, they started to get on board more. You know, at first it was, oh my gosh, you know, you can't take. How is that going to control the children? Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, keep them in line. Um, but as they they started to talk more, they were willing, mm -hmm. and so um, you know they started using it. But what we did notice was it was like. Um, a different language, but they were still doing the same thing. And we would see that again in the forms that would come to us in our email. We would see the language they would type that they used, um, you know, when mm -hmm. they got to the point of a problem right. and how they were responding. And it was just, well, we're not taking the points, but we're still marking the mark, or now we've yeah. already changed back to smiley faces, or they didn't earn the reward and we're like, ah. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. You know, so we just kept on with, you know, talking with them about how did that feel? How is it going? Why, you know, what's holding you back from really doing it this way? Um, and that's a process that we're still in right now. You we bet. just met as a committee again and re refined the process again because there was a lot on the skill tracker that it was like, okay, maybe that's still, we were still adding up the number of oops at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that just, just having a number there made them, and we knew parents too, we're going to the number, how many today? You know, and so we want, take the number off. We don't need it because we're not, we're not saying how many and how many points you got or didn't get today. So we're still, you know, kind of refining how that looks and making it as user-friendly as possible so that we can really get them to that fidelity. Um, but the buy-in is there and they want it and they're feeling it for sure. So we know they're the feeling. ones who have started with, uh, tracking the skills the child mm -hmm. has, the skills the child needs, and, and, and teaching that process. Mm -hmm. um, of the ones who have bought in and are really working on it, have you seen success? Amazing success. Even the ones who are not truly bought in yet, but they're going through the motions at least. Mm -hmm. um, with our overall um, district-wide, we saw 87% decrease in CPI holds, so restraints. And that's from August to December of last year and August of Dece to December of this year. And so that wow. was huge. <laughs> that is huge. The 87% decrease in restraints. Now, have you had, uh, and then that's the number game. 
but on a, on a kind of a qualitative state, do the do the students feel more? Or can you see it, feel it? Uh, mm -hmm. Do the teachers feel more comfortable? I mean, how is it going in kind of that just climate situation? Yep, you can feel it. It's it's much more of a a family culture. Um, one of the best examples is our level D school. Um, and they had a, a ways to go um, with conscious discipline, and they had some non-believers who were outspoken about being non-believers, one in particular. And um, when I was on the campus just about a month ago, then, you know, just the whole feeling is different. And one of the things they said to me that was really um, impactful, someone said to me, um, when we used to tap out of a behavioral situation or a hole, we would tap out because we were starting to feel our frustration, our, our anger kind of bubble up. And we knew we needed to get out mm -hmm. to have someone else who felt calm come in, which is still good that they were tapping yes. out. But they said, now when we do that, we do that because we're so overcome with emotion that they're feeling this upset and that we weren't able to help them that we need a minute to regroup ourselves. To me, that was like... Wow. I was so powerful. Like that yeah. tells you that's a change. I mean, I can see it. I can see it in your face. I can see it. You mm -hmm. even teared up. Yeah. I mean, so this is a massive movement that has resulted in uh, uh, great joy for students and mm -hmm. teachers. And I can see it on your face. It meant so much to you that this start happening in a different way. So what a leader from the district to, to initiate this follow through. And I know you got a ways to go, it's always a journey. But uh, congratulations, there's anything you would like to say uh, to listeners that might be in a similar situation. Um, what would be a couple things that you would uh, share that from, you know, I can see how much it means to you. What would you like to say if you just could say anything? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's so important of saying that we had the opportunity during the pandemic and the closures to allow our staff to participate in the um, e-trauma series. Mm -hmm. um, and that was very impactful. I think that the staff have to first understand where our children are coming from and the trauma and then start to learn about themselves and not to be afraid to, to do it and push for that change. I mean, I think our, our classrooms are not out of control. And that would have been the assumption. Yes, that, that would have been the assumption. That if we take away the point sheets, the control, that you just lost, you just lost, you get this big prize, then they would be out of control. And what would we do? We're just going to let them do whatever they want then? You know, is the original yeah, response. Yes. And I will tell you that is not what our classrooms look like. In fact, they are much more in control Everyone is calmer. The students are calmer. The staff feel better. The staff are not injured. Yes. <laughs> um, the, the secondary trauma is, is down, which is huge mm -hmm. for our programs. We see a ton of turnover. Um, I think that the, just the um, benefits are endless for this. Outweigh. I remember talking to this one, and he was an older guy. He might, he might have been in sixth grade or something, and we had made a shift from all the points to, and, and for, in his mind, it was from points to teaching you how to do something different. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and he was old enough to reflect and, and share with it. And I asked him, I said, would you like to go back? Because you got to go, uh, you, you earned things. You got things that you could hold and you could play with and you can do, or you could eat. Mm -hmm. I said, so would you like to go back and, 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 and earn things that you could hold and play and keep and eat? Or would you like to be taught how to get along better with yourself and your teacher and other other children? And he went, oh, 
I, I just want to get along with people, and mm -hmm. it feels so good. And I think that that's what you've made happen in Litchfield. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you. Wow, what an inspirational journey. As you heard her say, Melissa and her team were concerned that giving up the sense of control they got from using their point system would lead to chaos. Yet the actual result in the classroom was greater collaboration and cooperation, a deeper sense of compassion, and fewer restraints needed. Skill, reward, and punishment-style approaches are still prevalent, and tracking systems are highly emphasized, even more so in the classroom management programs touted for special ed. What Melissa touched on here is how conscious discipline helped them to cultivate a completely different mindset and approach that integrates effective SEL, school culture, and classroom management. They focused on the whole child's needs and on responding to their brain states. Like when she said they used to remove children to what was essentially a glorified timeout. I think the way she phrased it is that the attempted removals often came right when the child started becoming aggressive, and then we'd end up in a restraint. Well, once we understand the conscious discipline brain state model, it just makes sense that a prescribed removal like that would entrench children further in the lower brain states rather than helping them to organize internally and lift themselves out of their upset. Melissa highlighted how important the Understanding Trauma webinar series was in helping practitioners understand and approach the children differently. And I'm sure her team did a lot of work with composure, noticing, and empathy in order to learn how to co-regulate with these children, develop their inner resources, and help them learn how to handle big emotions like disappointment and frustration. Amazing things happen when our focus shifts to compassionately teaching missing skills rather than relying on the threat of gaining or losing points, punishment, or removal and attempts to control behavior through external means. I hope you were able to hear Melissa and her team's continual growth and stick-with-itness, especially for those of you just starting out or who might have encountered a speed bump or two on your journey. As their understanding and success with conscious discipline expanded, they re-examined and redesigned their practices again and again, continually advancing their efforts. This process is at the core of conscious discipline, it's what makes conscious discipline both sustainable long-term and applicable in any culture. Conscious discipline isn't a prescriptive one-way SEL program. It's an adult-first cycle of personal reflection, growth, adjustment, and action that continues for a lifetime. That's why you so often hear us refer to it as a journey. You know, I've been studying conscious discipline for 20-something years, and I can tell you that without a doubt, I continue to hear it and experience it differently in every stage of my growth. And that enables me to shift and continue evolving as the circumstances and situations around me change. So what have Dr. Bailey and Conscious Discipline been up to? Like many of you, we're in the final stretch before summer break. That means Dr. Bailey, the office, and our master instructors are preparing for the Conscious Discipline Institutes that will fill our summer with nine week-long nationwide events. As you wrap up the school year and we prepare to greet thousands of dedicated educators and administrators, we might all find that the coming weeks are jam-packed with work and special activities and heavy responsibilities. 
and that our sense of time gets out of whack with some days lasting forever and others zipping by with nothing crossed off our lists. Take a moment to breathe in. Pause to acknowledge all you've accomplished and persevered through in the past year. And exhale deeply, releasing the tension, the not-enoughness, the what-ifs, and whatever else you may be experiencing. You got this. All is well. And we would love to welcome you at one of our in-person events this summer, knowing that we're taking all necessary precautions to protect your physical and emotional health while you're with us. I hope you've enjoyed our time together today. Until next time, I wish you well. For more episodes of Real Talk with Real Teachers by Dr. Becky Bailey, visit ConsciousDiscipline.com forward slash podcasts. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app.